the Public News Service Daily Newscast, July the 25th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. A U.S. Supreme Court case before Justice's next session could determine what bodies of water are protected under the Clean Water Act. The case Sackett versus Environmental Protection Agency involves an Idaho couple that was informed some of the wetlands on their property could be under the Clean Water Act. Guy Allcensor, head of Upper Missouri Riverkeeper, says keeping the current protections in place is important in Montana. He notes headwaters for three transcontinental river systems, including the Columbia and Missouri, are located in the state. If we see the court narrow the scope of federal law protections, a lot more pollution and degradation can enter into our ecosystems. And we know scientifically that protecting headwaters and all hydrologically connected river systems, including their upper reaches, is vitally important to protecting downstream water quality. I'm Eric Tegadoff reporting. Clean water advocates are asking the Supreme Court to uphold the Ninth Circuit appeals court ruling about the scope of wetlands protected under the Clean Water Act. Now to the Sunshine State, where 18 incarcerated students will become college graduates tomorrow at the Everglades Correctional Institution in South Florida. Imagine taking an intro to constitutional law class while serving a sentence. A group of 20 students joined the first class of the Second Chance Pell Experiment Program in 2021. It offers federal Pell Grants to imprisoned individuals so they can earn a post-secondary education. Samantha Carlo is co-director of the Institute of Educational Empowerment at Miami-Dade College, which facilitates the program. She says the success rate for the first class is pretty remarkable considering the many constraints of teaching in prison. The group of 18 out of 20 are set to receive associate degrees. Students in cohort one who will still be incarcerated, all of them are matriculating into our bachelor's degree in business, uh, specifically at supervision and management. So the students will continue on while incarcerated to get their bachelor's degree. Carlo says two students have been released and both are employed in the nonprofit sector. I'm Tramel Gomes. And from CBS News, a fast-moving brush fire near Yosemite National Park has exploded in size into one of California's largest wildfires of the year. That's prompted evacuation orders for thousands of people, shutting off power to more than 2,000 homes and businesses. CBS reports the Oak Fire started Friday afternoon southwest of the park in the town of Mid Pines in Mariposa County. By Sunday, it had grown to 14,000-plus acres with no containment. This is PNS. The hot months of summer and violent crime could fuel narratives by the public and the media about safety, especially in urban settings. In Minnesota's largest city, an emerging effort aims to show some youth want to firmly establish peace through communication. Like many other places, Minneapolis has seen increases in violent crime in the past couple of years. On the north side, a group called Nonviolent Peace Force is scaling up its Community Peace Builders program. Will Wallace, a local mentor for the initiative, says a handful of young adults are trained in risk assessment and de-escalation. I just think your tongue is your worst enemy. They got this thing when they say, oh, the summer is going to be hot. It's going to be a lot of killing. Well, we need to erase that. The training emphasizes terms such as listen and affirm. Peace builders who are recruited are young adults who have overcome past issues tied to conflict in the streets. Beyond easing tension among peers, they also provide unarmed security at local events. 
I'm Mike Mowen. Central Community College in Nebraska putting students of all ages on a path to good-paying jobs in the state's growing clean energy sector. Taylor Schneider is the energy technology instructor at the school's Hastings campus. He says students receive valuable hands-on experience in the latest solar, wind, and battery storage technologies. They also get to climb a wind turbine tower that generates the school's electricity. Instead of instructor, you know, just death by PowerPoint, so to speak, my students are getting that full experience. Everybody that's graduated so far has all been placed in jobs, whether it be in the wind field or in the solar energy field. Schneider says wind sits at number two with solar coming in at number five on a list of the nation's fastest-growing occupations projected for this decade. I'm Eric Galatis. Six in ten Nebraskans are worried about climate change. That's according to the Yale University analysis. Finally, our Mary Sherman tells us hearing loss is on the rise. United Healthcare audiologist Claire Johnson says people have a tendency to turn up their headphones to drown out a noisy place like the gym. She says noise-canceling earbuds or headphones can help. One good recommendation or quick, easy rule that we recommend is a 60-60 rule. So limiting music to 60 minutes at a time at 60% of the player's maximum volume. Johnson says anything above 85 decibels is considered the top end of the listening levels. Many headphones on the market can reach well above that, but there are phone apps that can help people monitor the levels on their headphones. According to the World Health Organization, half of people ages 12 to 35 are at risk of hearing loss due to prolonged and excessive exposure to loud sounds. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.